The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Forget the Funk Out. I'm your host, Janine. This is KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. First up on today's show, May 18th. Wow, I think it's going to be summer soon. I can't believe it. I'm ready, though. All right, first up, Joe Nunziata is an Orange County resident and best-selling author, life coach, and business coach. He's joining me this morning. Uh, he's got a lot of interesting things to talk about. He as I said, a life coach, coach and a business coach, he's often referred to as a spiritual Dr. Oz, and he's going to discuss how overthinking and pushing too hard often blocks us into finding our solutions and being creative. Uh, so it's my pleasure to welcome this week's show, Joe Nunziata. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. How are you? Good. Thanks for calling in. Thank you so much for having me. I heard about you from another DJ here, and I thought it was you have a lot of interesting things to talk about. First of all, how did you get into this whole field that, that you uh, focus on? You know, I'm a, I'm a New York guy. I'm from Brooklyn. I, it was really not something I ever thought of getting into. I kind of went through some bumps and bruises as a kid. My dad passed when I was 12 years old. He Ooh. was a detective in New York, so he died on the job. It was a very, obviously, emotional awesome. experience. And then I got into, you know, I went to work right after high school because I felt very responsible as the oldest boy and mm-hmm. bounced around, ended up going through a couple of bankruptcies, was really frustrated, was working hard and putting in a lot of that energy and effort and finally said, you know, I'm missing something. I didn't know what it was and yeah. started actually with therapy and then began to learn more about metaphysics and energy work and little by little meeting different teachers, getting into learning about energy and metaphysical energy and how your vibrations are changing your life. Mm-hmm. Met some and met some amazing teachers and started helping other people just just to help them and mm-hmm. one thing led to another and next thing you know I was doing it as a as a career so amazing not a not a planned trip. Where did you study? Uh, did you go off to college? No, I didn't go to college. I mm-hmm. went to work right after high school. School of hard knocks. School of hard, school of Brooklyn hard knocks. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> And uh, and so you've pretty much been on you know the different media outlets and pr- promoting all these things you've done, and you've also written a book. Tell me about that. Yeah, I actually have four books out. My last book oh. was called Karma Buster. It's about clearing your negative cycles of energy and your negative karma. Mm-hmm. I wanted to give people a practical application and understanding of what karma really was and how it's impacting your life. And the book is really about showing people the cycles of, that you have in life, why they're there, the purpose that they serve, and how to clear the negative cycles and move forward in a positive way. It's funny because the theme of the show is get the funk out, and I often say sometimes being in the funk, being in a funk can be the best thing that happened to you because it helps you go through a tough time and it helps focus you, the, a new direction perhaps in your life. Yeah, well, you know, life is about, life for us in a physical existence is about ups and downs, positive, negative. We don't, we wouldn't have negative. We don't know positive if we don't know negative. We have to experience negative. Mm -hmm. E, the way I see it is, it's going to happen. The key is, how do I deal with it? How do I process it? How quickly do I move through it? 
that will determine the level of your life and the quality of life you have. Right. Now, for those who don't know, what is karma? Well, you know, karma is interesting because obviously everybody has a definition of it. I, when I was writing the book, I spoke to a lot of people and I would ask them, what's your definition, what's your definition? Uh-huh. Everybody had what I would consider to be the same definition, which was, you know, you reap what you sow, what you do comes back to you, which to a degree is true, but there's other elements to it. So for me, I see karma as the emotional blueprint for your life. Basically, you have a blueprint of emotional experiences that you came here to have, and that's coded to your DNA, and you're here to have these ups and downs, these positives and negatives, and in effect, it is the blueprint for your emotional journey that's you know, really distinct to you. Mm-hmm. Can people kind of try to reprogram their karma or redo that roadmap? Yeah, basically we look at it as, uh, I look at it as two pieces. One part of your karma is tied to your mission and purpose. So there's a part of your life that you feel motivated or excited. You have a mission, purpose coded to your DNA. That's part of your karma. The other part is the negative experiences we came to have, these negative emotions and feelings. We have to learn how to deal with those negative feelings. The reason we keep repeating bad behavior or negative patterns is because we never deal with the emotional issues that are creating those problems. Once you learn how to deal with them and then clear them out, you can move yourself forward and stop repeating that same pattern over and over again. That's really interesting. What are some of the things, I know um, you've got a book, Finding Your Purpose. Yes, I have a book out, Finding Your Purpose, as well. Can you give some tips on people that might be lost, They're, they have no clue how to find their purpose? Well, actually, they can get that book for free at findingyourpurpose.com. So oh. if anybody, that, that book I wrote in 2008 after we had the crash in the economy, and people were all freaking out, and I, they were losing their jobs, and I was in New York at the time, and a mm-hmm. lot of people were in banking and you know, financial industries. They were all losing their jobs, and there were no jobs mm-hmm. to go to. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I'm going to write this book and just put it online for free, and we've had tens of thousands of downloads, but great. It, it's a, it, just a, it was just a tool for people. As I said, I, I, as it turned out, I, I had owned FindingYourPurpose.com for a long time, waiting for the right moment to write that book. But basically, you know, what it comes down to is, is really tapping into what you really want to do. I think what happens for people is we get pigeonholed or we get trapped in what our family wants us to do, what oh, we yeah. think we're supposed to do. <laughs> so the, the idea behind it is to, one of the things I take people through in that book is to say, you know, really sit with yourself and say, what is it that I want to do, removing all these different, you know, responsibilities and obstacles and ego and all the stuff that comes up for us. Mm-hmm. Allowing, it's really about allowing yourself to go in that direction and say, yeah, this is really where I want to go, and really go in that direction without worrying about all the stigmas or what people are going to say or whatever negative feelings you have or fears, it's, it's really allowing, a lot of this work is allowing yourself to be who you are. Yes. I I know uh, from experience that sometimes we do stop ourselves because we think, oh, you know, we're supposed to be using that degree we earned, or, or you know, or, what am I, what's my father going to think if I go in this direction? You know, we just hold ourselves back because we get bombarded by opinions. Yeah, most people, it's funny, with college, all my friends, for the majority, I would say 90% of them are not using any of the things that they went to college for. So right. it's kind of absurd to a degree because we get caught up in this, and most people aren't doing that anyway. Yes. And the bottom line is most people, as you go through job research, are, are unhappy because they're not doing what they really want to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, we have this, uh, I noticed on your, uh, your website, which is uh, joenunz.com, a lot of people say they're just busy. They identify as being busy. What's that all about? 
Well, that's an egoic thing as well, because people identify that validates their existence. So they want to say, I'm so busy, so they're able to validate who they are. Oh, mm-hmm. let me, let, you know, these are the people who you meet, and they say to you, let me tell you what I did today. And it's one of those things that people use as a way to validate themselves and feel good about what they do. Instead of saying to me, I'm saying, well, you're actually too busy. You need more time to be quiet. Oh, yeah. Or you need more introspective time. And that is an identity that people get addicted to. They get addicted to that identity of being busy because they believe on some level that it makes them a good person or a productive person. You have to give up the identity, which is harder than you would imagine. Right, right. No, I hear people say that a lot. Yeah, and, they like it. And they're not being specific either. They've just, well, have been so, so they just, busy. Well, they just want to say that, you know, anybody can be, let, let's face it, anybody can be busy. There's, there's a, you know, doing God knows what, but yeah. you can always be busy. <laughs> you can always be busy. It's, it's a matter of making choices that are good for you. Right. And it's interesting how you've been called the spiritual Dr. Oz. Can you talk about that? Well, that happened in New York. You know, I was speaking at an event. I happened to have hair, like I guess, like, and we're, I guess around the same age. So, right. you know, so one day somebody came up to me at one of the events and said, you know, you're the spiritual Dr. Oz. <laughs> and, I, and I thought it was funny, but she said, because you're healing people, and, like he's healing people, in you know medicine and so forth, and yes. you're healing people in energetically and spiritually. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of how that happened, and it was pretty funny. So ever since then, I've been saying that, and people say, "Oh yeah, that's, I see how that works." Yeah. Do you? And and what's interesting too is that you talk about not thinking so much is is more helpful. How do people go about doing such a thing? Because I know I'm a overthinker. I'm always in my deep thoughts and analyzing. Well, it takes practice because we're, we're natural thinkers, and it's impossible not to be thinking because we all do that. The key to it is learning to be quiet. Meditation is one of the most important things for me because I meditate twice a day. Mm-hmm. I tell people, you know, get quiet on a daily basis, even if you're only getting quiet for 10 or 15 minutes a day or five minutes a day. Be consistent and make, make sure you get some quiet time. The more you learn to disconnect and be quiet, and by being quiet, people say, well, you know, I'm jogging and that's what I'm doing. I said, no, no, because you're involved in an activity. Mm-hmm. Being quiet is about being quiet. It's not about being in a yoga class. It's not that that's bad. It's not about jogging. Being quiet means I'm in a room, I'm quiet, I have no distractions, and I'm going to take time every day to be quiet and also to breathe mm-hmm. because people do not breathe enough. They do not breathe deeply enough, right. which brings more energy into your body. It's two things that people should focus on is every single day take a few minutes if you, you know, believe me, in New York when I was teaching this and people would say, oh, I'm so, it's the same thing, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. <laughs> right. I, would say, I would say, well, you don't have, you have two or three minutes a day just to be, you know, no one doesn't have two or three minutes a day. Of course. So it's impossible to say, well, you know, I'm too busy to take two minutes to be quiet. The question is, am I going to choose to be quiet or not? That's the key. And if it means getting up before everybody in your household is right. up, do it. I, mean, I find that I get up really early, I go for a walk. And I just need that time just to, I don't know, just to be alone and just enjoy the quiet. I do the same thing. I'm, I'm usually up early, and, mm-hmm. and, I, and I usually do an evening meditation as well. But I'll get up. It'll be nice and quiet. It's the time before everything's happening and just kind of take that time to meditate. So, again, it's picking, pick times, pick place, a place in your home or wherever you live that can be your quiet space because your, your energy then adjusts the minute you get there. Your higher self knows this is my quiet spot, and just do it. I always tell people uh, it's more important to be consistent than, than the length of it. Every single day, if you just do a couple of minutes a day, it will start to pay dividends right away. Right. Do you have some advice for people that are going through a funk right now, career-wise, emotional-wise? 
Well, everybody goes through a funk. I mean, it's one of those things that we all experience. Yes. You know, we get depressed, we get upset, whatever it is. The key to moving through energy and emotion is to be honest with how you feel. And the reason people get stuck is they're resisting their true feelings. Mm-hmm. That's the reason people get themselves stuck in a cycle. So what happens is something negative is happening to them, and instead of saying, you know, I really feel X, whatever, I feel abandoned, I feel disillusioned, I feel lonely, whatever it is that you're truly feeling, you have to let yourself say, that's how I feel. That's how you begin to break the energy. What most people do is they don't want to feel that feeling, so they'll go into some type of behavior. So, for example, they'll go, uh, go, go out and have drinks, or they'll go eat something, or they'll mm-hmm. go to the gym. What you really have to learn to do is just address how you feel in an honest manner, regardless of what that feeling is. But when it's negative, we tend to not want to go there. What you have to learn to do is say, well, I really don't feel great about myself or this situation. I have to sit with this a little bit and just accept it so I can dissolve it mm-hmm. and then get out of the funk, as you say, and move forward. Right. But it takes a great deal of bravery. It takes courage and it takes patience and it takes the ability to sit and also see yourself. You know, we're all human beings. We're, we're all flawed. We have great things about us and not so such great things. We have to look at ourselves that way and say, hey, you know what? I accept myself, flaws and all. I have things that I do really well and I have things that I don't. I have to accept myself. That's the, really the beginning to really becoming powerful is when you get into that full acceptance of who you are as a person and understand, yes, I'm not perfect. I don't do everything correct or everything right or perfectly. But the more you do that, and the more that really allows you to love yourself more, and that's a tremendous part of healing yourself. Right. And I do also want to touch on, you have suggestions for kicking bad habits, breaking cycles of behavior. Can you touch on that a little? Well, one of my favorites is I call it opposite action. And what I, what I, what I have people do is say, well, you're always doing this. Do the opposite. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. So, for example, a lot of people I find are approval-seeking. They're looking to get approval, and they want people to say you're wonderful or whatever the case. Right. And they've gotten into a habit of overextending themselves constantly and putting themselves out and exhausting themselves. What happens is they say yes to everybody. The opposite action for them would be when someone calls you up on Saturday morning and says, I need you to help me do something, to say no. As, now, that may not sound like a big deal, but right. I will tell you, when you have people who are so used to jumping and running out the door to help everybody, saying no is difficult because what it does is it starts bringing up emotion for you that you have to address. And one of those feelings will be you'll feel guilty, and the idea that you feel guilty because you're taking time for yourself is something you need to learn to deal with. And this is part of the process, which is do the opposite of what you normally would do to move yourself into a new vibration of energy, Mm -hmm. and then that will help you expand and get out of these old cycles that you're stuck in. Yes. And it, it's amazing once you learn to get out of those cycles, you start small, what can happen? Yeah, because what happens is once you start doing it, you say, wow, this is, once you get through that initial, the initial part is obviously difficult. Once you get through that initial piece, it starts to get easier. Then you start to say, wow, this is really, this is really a pretty good place to be. But you have to get through that first phase, which is what most people never really get started. That's the reason they never get out of it. Right. Well, I think we all get stuck in these patterns and these routines. Yes, which is tied also to your identity. So, for example, if a lot of people I deal with, they may have a caretaker identity. Their identity has been their whole life to take care of everybody. Right. And all of a sudden, when you give that up, it's difficult because you don't know who you are for a while. You say, well, I'm giving up. This is the identity I had since I'm a little kid. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, I'm deciding to give this up. There is a part of us that is afraid because we say, well, I don't really know 
who I am now. This is I've always been this person. Right. It's it's challenging because we do want we're moving into new identities, but there's always a transition right. period there. It's just interesting. I'm listening to you and I'm thinking there must be so many people who can relate on so many different levels to what you're saying. Oh yeah, because everybody you know everybody's battling within themselves, and this is what we don't want to fight ourselves. We want to let ourselves just go where we have to go. It's, right. I don't want to keep. See, this is the problem: is that we're, you know, we're we're fighting a battle within ourselves that is unnecessary. Instead of just saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm ready to give this up yes. and move in a new, another direction." It sounds easy, but it, you know, emotionally, it's difficult to do. Right. Could you throw out your website again so people can find out more information about you? Oh, they can go to Joe Nuns. It's Joe N U N Z dot com. So it's J O E N U N Z dot com. Any last bit of advice for people starting the Monday, this Monday in a funk? <laughs> the, the, the best advice I give people is be true to how you feel. If, whatever you're feeling, allow yourself to be, feel that feeling so you can move past it. The more you resist, the more you get stuck. Perfect. Joe, thank you so much for calling into the show. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, have a great one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Joe Nunziata calling in. He's a local Orange County resident, best-selling author, life coach, and business coach, Often referred to as the Spiritual Dr. Oz, he does have a free book you can download. Visit JoeNuns.com. Okay, up next, I have another guest calling in, Dotsie Bausch. She's Olympic silver medalist, former world record holder, and founder of Empower Coaching System. She's going to be joining me in just a bit. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll be back. I'm Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. (laughs) 